I'm going to begin with a testimony. Uh, back in 19, I believe it was 1990. God reminded me of this yesterday, and I started laughing. 1990, I, God put me in the sign business. I knew nothing about the sign business. I had a degree in education. I was a reading specialist. But God took me away from teaching, and he gave me a sign business. And when I first began, that sign business started in my dining room, much to everybody's dismay, and my garage. Couldn't park the car in the garage anymore. But I had a, I had a particular job, one of the first, what I considered big jobs that I ever had. I had to do four, four by eight MDO boards. Now, a four by eight, four foot by eight foot plywood, and we used, I used MDO, which is, we called a modified density overlay, which meant it was a plywood board that was four by eight, four feet by eight feet, but it had an overlay on it that looked like a pressed, really pressed cardboard, so that when you painted it, you got a glossy finish. You couldn't see the, the um, wood grain underneath. It was straight. I couldn't even afford buying it already uh, undercoated. I had to undercoat it myself. And I didn't even at that point really know how to do all this. I didn't have anybody to help me. Nobody could help me lift the boards. I was on my own. So what I did with, when I had a job like this at that time was I took coffee cans and I put them out in my driveway and I would put the boards on top of the coffee cans. You know why? I couldn't pick them up and put them on top of each other. I didn't have the strength. I wasn't that big. So I put them out on coffee cans and I had four, two on this side and two on that side and I painted them. And I, th I believe they were a nice, pretty royal blue. And as I finished painting them, just as I finished, I happened to look up toward the north, and here comes a rain cloud. Here comes a dark cloud coming out of the north. Now, I had just painted these boards with a heavy oil paint. And if you know anything about oil paint, oil paint and water don't mix. And I knew that the money that I spent to buy those boards to make those signs, if it rained on that paint, it was going to ruin the boards. It was going to ruin my job. And I didn't have the money to go buy four more boards. And I remember standing there in 1990, about the size I am now, looking in the north. And I knew if God didn't do something, I was in trouble. And I looked toward the north and I said, Father, Father, in Jesus' name, split that cloud so that it doesn't rain on my boards. And I stood there praying, and I watched. I watched. It looked like the cloud didn't split, but I watched. I could actually see. I couldn't see it to the west. I could hear it. I could hear it raining west of me, just west of me. But I watched 120 feet to my right. I watched toward the east. I watched it rain on my neighbor's house and it didn't rain on my driveway. I stood there in awe watching my neighbor. I could see the rain, the sheet of rain at my neighbor's house, and it did not rain on my boards. It did not rain on my boards. Now, you know what? I made some money off of those boards, thank God. What, why would God do that for me? Was I more holy than anybody else? Absolutely not. There was no holiness at that time, probably in me. No, it wasn't my holiness, as Peter said. It wasn't anything about me, nothing about me. I will tell you what caused those clouds to split. It was, it was a long time ago, a long time ago, in the dark, 
In the dark, a man cried out. A man cried out. And when he cried out, he was crying out for me. And I want you to see why he cried out for me. If you will go with me to Matthew 27, I want to bring this cry to you. I want you to understand why God would help a little woman standing in the driveway holding a paint can. Matthew 27, verse 45. This is Jesus on the cross. He said, now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. Sixth hour, about 11 a.m. to the ninth hour, about 2 p.m. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice in the dark. The verse before us, this cry was in the dark. It was very dark. They didn't have streets like, like they have now. It was in the dark. And this man cried in the dark. And Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli. Lama Savakdani, which is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why hast thou forsaken me? And it says, we go on. Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, this man called for Elias. And straightway, one of them ran, took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave Jesus to drink. And the rest said, let be, let's see whether Elias will come and save him. And then Jesus when he cried with a loud voice, that cry in the dark, a loud voice, that loud voice yielded up the ghost. Why did he cry so loud? Why in the dark did that man cry so loud? Go with me to Isaiah 52. He was crying for me, and he was crying for you. He was crying in the dark for you. Isaiah 52, verse 13, behold my servant, behold my servant, the father speaking about his servant Jesus. My servant shall deal prudently, he shall be exalted, extolled, and be very high. As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, his form more than the sons of men. His visage marred more than any man. His, his, uh, his form more than the sons of men. That man on the cross didn't even look like a man. Didn't even look like a man. He had no form. Why? We'll go read to verse 4 of Isaiah 53. Surely, surely, this is the word of God. And what does the word of God say? Surely. Get your heart wrapped around that. Surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, uh, esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. That girl, that lady, that young woman, standing in the driveway, Looking at those clouds, Jesus cried a long time ago in the dark for her sin. He cried because he was bearing anything on his body that kept God from working for her. That cry in the dark paid for anything 
that kept God from working for her. He took her sin on his body, and that made his body come apart. Those bones, every bone dislocated. Why? My sin on that body so that I could stand looking at those clouds. Not only that, that body on the tree in the dark had my sickness, my, my diseases on him, my pain, so that I could look at the clouds parting. That body hanging on the cross paid for anything that kept God from working for me. Do you hear that? That body on the cross, crying in the dark, kept anything from me that would stop God from working for me. That body took. That Jesus took any curse that I had on his own body. He became a curse for me, Galatians 2. Jesus became a curse for me. That's so I could watch the clouds split. Jesus cried in the dark so that I would, so that God would work for me. So that God would work for me. He took my curses. He took my poverty. Jesus died poor on the cross. That man that cried aloud in the dark was poor. That man that cried aloud in the dark was cursed. And that man that died in the, that died in the dark, that cried out in the dark, was forsaken of the Father. He was forsaken of the Father so that God would not forsake me standing in the driveway looking for God to help me. Jesus was forsaken of the Father on the cross so that God would not forsake me when I needed him. Jesus was forsaken by the Father forsaken by the Father on the cross in the dark so that God would not have to forsake me standing in the driveway looking at the clouds. And you know what? He did the same thing for you. Jesus paid the price crying in the dark for anything, anything that you have done that keeps the Father from working for you. He has paid for anything, anything that you have done that would keep the Father from working for you. And then when that cry, when that cry cried out, Jesus gave up the ghost. But you know what? He didn't stop crying. Go with me to Psalm 88. That cry in the dark didn't stop crying. Jesus did not stop crying for the Father. Jesus, for me, went to hell to make sure, to make sure that love and that man on the tree for me went to hell to make sure all my sins were paid for so that nothing, nothing would keep God from working for me. Let's say Isaiah, I mean, Psalm 88, verse 1. The Lord God of my salvation, this is Jesus. I have cried day and night before thee. He is in hell. He said, let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry. He is still crying here. He is crying in hell to the Father for me. Making sure, making sure that everything 
that keeps me, that keeps God from working for me has been taken care of. He said, for my soul, let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry. For my soul is full of troubles. That word is evil. My soul is full of evil. My soul is full of evil. This is Jesus whose evil is in his soul. Mine. Mine. Yours. Jesus is making sure that our evil, our sin is being paid for. Making sure that everything between us and the Father is taken away. He said, for my soul is full of evil, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. He said, I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that has no strength. In verse 7, thy wrath lieth hard on me, and thou hast afflicted me with all my, thy waves. That is the Father's wrath on Jesus. That is the Father's wrath on Jesus. Why? Jesus is paying for my sin so that I can stand in a driveway looking at the clouds, watching God help me. Why? Because Jesus paid everything for me. I love the, ver the, 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 the saying, I had a debt I couldn't pay. Jesus paid a debt he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't have to go to hell, but he went there for me so that I could stand in a driveway looking for the Father to help me. And you know what? He went to hell for you. He went to hell for you, and he didn't stop crying. He didn't stop crying. Turn with me to Psalm 18. He did not stop crying. He was crying on my behalf. He was crying in my place. He was crying for me. He was crying for me, making sure, making sure that everything that I had done is paid for so that the Father can help me. You know what? The Father wants to help us, but we have things between us that have to be taken away and you know how they're taken away you listen to the man that cried in the dark psalm 18 verse 1 um i will i will read for verse 1 i will love thee oh i'm going to read verse 6 it says in my distress this is jesus in hell in my distress i called upon the lord and cried unto my god that man in the dark, crying. Now he's in hell, crying. And look at the next phrase. It says, in my distress, I called upon the Lord, crying unto my God. And what happened? He heard my voice. He heard my voice. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him, even into his ears. The father heard him. The father heard him crying on my behalf, and the father went and raised him from the dead. Raised him from the dead. And when the father raised that man crying in the dark from the dead, he raised me with him. He forgave every sin I had ever committed. He's healed my sicknesses and my diseases. He made me rich. He gave me his prosperity, his security, his safety. Why? Because a man paid for it dearly 
crying in the dark for me. And he will do the same thing for you. But you must believe it. You must get it in the heart. And the first thing you must do is what Jesus said. His own words said, you must be born again. You must be born again. You must get the spirit of Jesus in you. And how do you do that? You listen to the man that was raised again for you. You believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth. Let's call on the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.